ding, ding. <laughs> that, in case you guys are wondering, was wedding bells, and I can't get them out of my head. I have been planning a wedding now for quite a bit of time, as most of you probably already know. But um, this episode today is going to be super exciting because we brought in some revolutionary reinforcements to talk about the do's and the don'ts of just that wedding planning. Now, I knew this episode was coming up. I knew it was on the docket for quite a while. That's why I made the decision to get engaged and start planning a wedding, just so I had some firsthand knowledge, because I know my buddy Brad over here, he he uh, already went through the wedding planning process, and he actually did it quite a while ago. So I know he's got to knock off the rust, go back to the archives, and you know just share his knowledge. Brad, how are you today? I am I'm doing great, man. And I still remember when you came to me, uh, mentioning that you wanted to get engaged because you wanted to move this episode up in the docket. And I was like, isn't that a little not romantic? And you're like, no problem, man. She doesn't even listen. I won't even tell her. Yeah. Like, it'll be great this whole time. But it makes perfect sense to to do it for the research because it's going to be a great episode. And otherwise, we were just waiting on you. Now, as far as me, I, I guess, yeah, I got engaged about five years ago. I think it would be if it's 20, I think it's more than that. 20, 2015, I got engaged. So yeah, we're will be about probably about five and a half years now. But I had a great time planning the wedding. My wife uh, did a lot of the work, but I was certainly involved, and uh, which is always good. And I actually a lot of it near the end. I was living fifteen hundred miles away, so that was kind of fun. But but yeah, man, I am really excited, and I love the uh, how'd you put it? The revolutionary reinforcements. Yes. That we yes. have on. Okay. Great, 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 great. Do you want to mention who they are right now, or you want to do that a little bit later? Why don't we Up do it you. a little bit later? Because nice. First things first. You can't plan a wedding without some unique things about a wedding, <laughs> right? So that's what we're gonna bring to our podium here. We're gonna go off and say our podium of the best unique things that we have either experienced heard about thought about whatever for a wedding now um i think we both have a pretty strong gold medal around here so i'm gonna let you decide who goes first all right why don't uh why don't i go first because i'm gonna vent real quick first and it makes more sense for me to hand a medal out afterward but you said that you can't have a wedding without unique elements to it and i would argue that you can have a wedding that way but you can't have a good wedding without some unique Mm. elements and what what we mean by unique elements is something that differentiates that wedding making it specific to that bride and groom right you can have nice food and you can have nice uh gifts favors favors that are given out and fun drinks and stuff but like you got to bring something to your wedding that indicates it's your wedding. So when the people leave it, they're like, oh, I've never seen that at a wedding before. And it doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to ride in an elephant or something. You you can. That'd be pretty sick. I would love to go to a wedding if someone does that. But <laughs> I, like, think that's pretty, gotta, I think it's pretty normal in India, actually. So. I an elephant well then I I actually honestly dude I have some Indian friends I would everything I hear about Indian weddings sounds magical like they <laughs> yeah. seem like the greatest parties of all time and everyone I've talked to this says like, there's a really casual vibe about like who gets invited to Indian weddings it's like if you like there was mention like you're just hanging out with someone like oh, I gotta go to a wedding later like you want to come and it's like that's cool you just show up I'm like I I need to go to one they sound that's awesome. like 
such a great time, honestly. But anyway, yeah, so that's what we're getting at, is things that make it unique to you. So I'm going to start with my bronze medal. This one will have been handed out in Houston, Texas, to a friend of, uh, or two friends of ours who got married. The groom, uh, Kev, very into cars. Very, very into cars. Like, an annoying amount. Like, he's that friend that, like, you're like, oh, I don't know how to change my oil. And he's like, you don't know how to change your oil? And it's like, F off, dude. I don't need to talk to you about that. But somehow he's still our friend. And... He got the idea for, you know, the, the garter belt thing, garter, I don't know, belt sounds wrong, the garter that the, the bride wears yeah, yeah, that yeah, needs yeah, to be yeah. removed, right? Okay, what he did was he took a mechanics uh, rolling, uh, they call them creepers, but that seems weird to just say that word and assume everybody knows, but you know that thing like when a mechanic goes under a vehicle and they're on their back on like a sliding like cart? Yeah, oh yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He went on under that and he had like a power tool with like a light on it. And he went under her dress on that thing, like sliding and, uh, and pulled the garter off that way and then slid back out, uh, <laughs> like he was going under the car. I thought it was hilarious. Was so good. So that again, unique to him. Any other car people feel free to do it. I thought it was awesome. Actually at that wedding too, he's a big Chick-fil-A guy. I forgot that the late night meal they provided was a massive amount of Chick-fil-A nuggets. So that wow. was just an additional thing. So two bronze medals to you. I just remembered that because it was uh, exceptional drunk food. Like, so good. Wow, that's it. fantastic. Yeah, that, no, that's, that's great. That's a very, very good bronze. I, I honestly uh, kind of hope – I was kind of wishing I'd go – I was now looking back, hindsight's 2020, right? But I wish that I went first because mine is just Polaroids. I, I love – and it's not like a unique thing like that I've been to one wedding with them. But I do enjoy when weddings have them because mm-hmm. – you know, yeah, I mean, obviously everyone's got a photographer probably usually, but, um, you know, you can't get everything. So I, I like the idea of just having a bunch of Polaroid cameras floating around and, uh, you know, I just snapping pictures along the way. Cause you know, as a guest, you could, you could take your Polaroid home with you, or you could also just take a Polaroid, throw it in a book and let the bride and groom see it later. You know? Yeah, definitely, man. De- Polaroids are, are hilarious in the fact that like our generation stuff is so like excited by them yeah and the generation above is like we removed these from existence because we invented things that are better and we're like no but these are so like retro and they're yeah, like no they're, they're not they're just crappy cool. things like yeah yeah it's hilarious no, it's i would honestly because i think that's a great bronze i would love to go to a wedding that has the the film style cameras like those reusable like kodak ones uh because you don't get to see the picture once it's taken, and I would love to have a stack of those out. And so when the couple gets them developed at the end of the wedding, it's just like a set of surprises of what everybody took photos of, you know? Because as the night goes on, those photos are going to get more and more uh, bad, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, yeah honestly, yeah. just like and it's going to be a fun time to go through. Um, and then hopefully you don't up like uh, like Chandler and uh, Monica where he ends up kissing another woman on her wedding day. The whole thing is yeah. – uh, it plays out. Go back to the late 90s. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. I was, so think, my I was thinking – well, hold on. Before we move on, I was yeah, thinking please, of the King please. of Queens uh, debacle where um, – oh, I'm trying to think of the episode. You, have you ever watched King of Queens? <laughs> yes. Where yes, yes. it's uh, Doug. Doug takes a picture of his of his woo-ha, you know? Yep. on one of those things and, and it, it ends up uh, breaking up the couple actually but um you know again go back to those 90s episodes of actually, sitcoms and everything here's my get. next event before i give my silver and we'll see if i come up with my for my gold i cannot stand when tv shows comedy tv shows blow up weddings in insane ways every single comedy tv show 
when a couple gets married, something insane happens. <laughs> and I know that it's like the purpose of writing it, but like there's, I don't know. I just wish things went right. Honestly, that Monica and Chandler one, it's just like his shoes are a little slippery, right? And then the, the events that take place happen after the wedding, but like the wedding is still nice. I just hate watching all this like build up for a season of weddings, like being nice. And then it all like falls apart because of some stupid thing. Um, that happens. I think there's like Brooklyn Nine Nine. There's like a bomb threat. Like New Girl. Like Schmidt gets stuck on a plane, and it's always like it always ends up with like just the small cast that you know getting married. It's like just do like a fun wedding and then have some other chaos happen. Right. You know? I don't know. Drives me nuts. It just happens so often. My silver medal goes to uh, this one happened in Orlando, Florida. Uh, no, where were we? It wasn't Orlando. It was Sanford, Sanford, which is northeast of Orlando. It was. A wonderful small wedding uh, where the couple was really into reading, you know, nerdy stuff. And they had a lot of book theme things going on, which were awesome. The uh, favors were poems out of a poem book that everybody got, which was cool. And your table was not numbered. It was based on authors. So they had like, I was at the Nietzsche table because they had to give us a hard one to say. Then there was like the... (laughs) I don't know, Rowling table. Like, and, and there was a, the centerpiece was a stack of books by that author. But that's not even what I'm rewarding the silver medal for. My silver medal had to do with I, I like weddings when people are married by relatives or someone who knows them well. It's nothing against uh, most typically religious ceremonies where there's some sort of, um, I don't know, like a priest, a rabbi, something like that, a religious person who hosts them. But those are often impersonal uh, and just generalized into the religious aspect, which is great. But typically, there's not a lot specific said about the bride and groom. So when, um, what am I trying to say? So when a relative marries two people, there's often, you know, a better spiel that goes on, right? A better explanation of why they're together. And that happened at this wedding. And then instead of readings, like you'd typically get at like a Catholic mass, there'd be a couple readings. These readings that happened were excerpts from their favorite books. Uh, I remember, I don't remember the first one, but I remember the second one was out of The Alchemist. And I just thought it was, they were short. I just thought it was like a nice touch. I was like, yeah, this is like a very them wedding. And I thought it was, it was really good. Um, so yeah, I'm glad like the reading wasn't out of like Fifty Shades of Grey or something. That would have been <laughs> That's interesting. Cool. Yeah, no, they that... just try to sleep sneak that in there. Um, but yeah, that was it was a good touch. <laughs> it would be pretty funny though if they if they just had some like random excerpt that had nothing to do with anything it's just like yeah you know just absolutely just that, that's great that, that's really thoughtful that's really, that's really cool so um very good my silver medal uh another one not exactly unique to a certain person but unique for me when i went to a jewish wedding i thought i thought that was pretty cool and um not in like a insensitive way like oh it's cool that people do this but i think it's cool yeah. because it was interesting to like you know, it's just not something I've ever seen before. You know, have you ever been to a Jewish wedding? I have not. No. Yeah. See, exactly. So, and <laughs> gotcha. But uh, it's uh, it's it's really it's really interesting, like the different things that they have, like the different, uh, I guess, um, ceremonies. I guess would be the word or traditions. Mm-hmm. Traditions is the word I'm looking for. Different traditions, like you know, like the stomping on the bag of glass and like the 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 groom coming in on like the that thing that they hold them up with do you know what that is the 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 the, like the litter or like a chair or something yeah 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 yeah. i guess i guess i guess a lot of them do do chairs i think the one i was at it was more like a uh had like like 
bars on it, I guess. But yeah, so it's more like a litter. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but other just stuff like that, like the actual proceeding of the marriage and like what the rabbi was doing or say, he, he was. I remember he was singing for a really long time, and that caught me off guard because I actually thought it was a little humorous, just because of how long he was singing and how no one else. Like it was a bunch of. Was us. he singing in English or Hebrew? Hebrew. Okay. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, yep. So it just kind of sounded funny to me, but it was really, really, really cool. It was really cool to see. You know, That's awesome man. I would recommend yeah, it no, for sure. Go go no, to Jewish as, wedding. Definitely, man. As much as like, it's always fun to have. You know, it's always great to keep an open mind, learn about other cultures and stuff. But especially celebrations in other cultures yeah. are just a way more fun thing to learn about. You know, or an experience and stuff like that. So that's. That is great. And one thing I do like about uh, Christian and predominantly Catholic weddings is often when you're at church, so, like if you just walked into a church and you didn't know English, I'm pretty sure like on a normal Sunday, you'd think you were at a funeral. Like it's a lot of like quiet talking and stuff and the songs aren't always like a happy tone. But when you get to <laughs> weddings, it's always like they put the few happy ones in there. Then they toss in Ave Maria sometimes and like, why would you do that? But like, you know, you have a little, you have some fun, some good energy, some good church vibes, you know, good acoustics in there. Oh Let yeah. It go, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So speaking of singing, my gold medal goes to uh, and this is just a little pat on my own back here, humble brag. which now I'm realizing a little, I'm not even going to be too humble about it. It was a great effing idea that got executed <laughs> flawlessly. Okay. But it is my own idea that happened at my own wedding. Uh, I do though provide ideas to other people for their weddings constantly in this realm of specific things that should be done, uh, whether or not they ask for it. We talk all the time here about not providing advice that's unsolicited but in this case i do it all the effing time and then i get so like so personally offended if they don't i don't care if they do the idea i just need them to acknowledge it's a good idea that's it (laughs) then they can do whatever like when i give them a great idea and they're like yeah maybe and i'm like maybe (laughs) are you serious uh i'd rather you just said no Uh, anyway what happened at our wedding my wife's family is all from boston my family's all from the state of New York and massive Yankees fans, and that element comes into play here, as you'll notice if I just continue talking. Uh, <laughs> so do What so. I did, yeah, so thank you so much. Uh, so at the Boston Red Sox, uh, sorry, the Boston Red Sox games, they have Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond play at the seventh inning stretch. At the end of Yankees games, they have New York, New York play. The idea I had was a sing-along slash sing-off to happen at the wedding, and how it was executed was great. The DJ was the man. I had like I had like nine conversations about it. I'm not a very type A person, but sometimes I turn it on when I've got an idea, and he was like, dude, I get what you're saying. Stop calling me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, what we had, though, is we put the New York fans on one side. We put the Boston fans on the other side. My wife was with the Boston team. I was with the New York team. Face-to-face. We played the first verse in the first chorus of New York, New York, stopped, played the first verse in the first chorus of Sweet Caroline, and then continued with the second of each, and it stopped there. But it was like the other team stayed quiet or yelled at you and stuff, and you just sang as this massive group got in the face of the other, and the DJ dubbed the Boston team the victors, uh, which, honestly... New York had more fans there, but Sweet Caroline's is a better sing-along song. Like, it was, we were battling uphill at that point, but it was a great time. Everyone seemed to enjoy it quite a bit. 
Uh, it was the closest my wife and I came to divorce, and then we had only been married for a few hours uh, at that point. So tons of fun at the wedding. If anybody happens to have the Boston and New York dynamic, along with a lot of baseball fans there, then I guess go ahead and do that. But it was a pretty specific environment <laughs> for that to work out in. So there goes my gold. I will hand it to myself later today. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely you definitely earned it. So um, that's pretty good. This one is actually coming from a wedding I was at in Buffalo. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, uh, a friend, friend, a good family friend of ours, um, Alex and his and his and his wife had an amazing idea at their wedding um, with the penalty box. Let me explain this a little bit. We've all been to weddings where the dancing has been subpar, and you just wish you could toss someone in a penalty box and tell them to go kick rocks and just send them off. You know what I mean? Um, and I really, really wish that this was at every wedding I've been at. So like, you know, the, 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 the idea was someone's dancing like an idiot, right? You say, Hey, go spend some time in the penalty box. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with that, that would be my gold medal. Just get that penalty box in everyone's wedding because there's so many wedding fouls. Nay, get that penalty box at every wedding or every party ever, because there's <laughs> okay. so I many, was like you just said, no, no party. Yeah. There's so many party fouls that a penalty box could come in real handy. Yeah, dude, that's hilarious. And I, I remember when you were at that wedding because you showed me photos of it, and it just looked like a, a grand old time. Built yeah. well, looked just like a little penalty box. I hilarious. The only thing, if if I could make one suggestion, though, for people, anyone who wants to build that in and use it, is if you have the means, hire someone else who's wearing a, a, like a tuxedo or a suit or something to be a penalty box attendant and actually have a door on it <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> that would be that'd be hilarious. awesome but, but that's make someone else rent folk. a tux just so they do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah hey you want to be like in the wedding i gotta be a groomsman not quite do you have any experience <laughs> in penalty boxes uh yeah that'd be great but all right man let's talk about our no no don't tell me how did you put it before our revolutionary reinforcements revolutionary reinforcements tell the people what do we got so we have some friends who are also in the midst of wedding planning. One of them is actually my fiance. So she's a very good friend and also very much in the midst of wedding planning. But um, two of her good, uh, uh, no. Yeah, well, I guess two of her good girlfriends, one being your wife, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, just kind of dust off, dig out the archives type of thing. But another friend, Hannah, and then her fiance, Pat, we thought it would be a good idea to get two different sides of the story. Brad, you were in the room for both interviews. We interviewed the the, the women and the men separately. Brad yep. was in both rooms actually, just for numbers sake. But um yeah, so we've got those we've got those interviews banked and we're gonna we're gonna bring them to you live here. <laughs> All right, perfect. Which one did we what what are the listeners gonna hear first? Which side? So I think it's gonna be the guys first, right? It sounds like you're guessing there, uh, but yeah, uh, honestly, <laughs> we already recorded these, so I'll just edit it. Yeah, let's put the guys first. Let's do the guys awesome. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Let's take it to them. It'll, it'll be us and our, like you said, our friend Pat, who most of our people that we have on as guests, we tell them they don't have to use their full name, and we told him this, but you're going to hear Seconds his Seconds later. Name. He just like, gives it Immediately. <laughs> and then his fiancés as well. And we were like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. like, so we rolled with it. <laughs> we did. Awesome. Well, hey, enjoy uh, 
these interviews, and we'll catch back up with you for the Dick of the Week in a bit. Let's do it. All right, so now a lot of these Dickies already know the fact that I am planning a wedding. I'm in the midst of the action, and we're lucky enough to have a good friend of ours also in the midst of the action, Jenks. Jenks, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? I love how you called the listeners Dickies, too, by the way. That is that is phenomenal. I feel like I need to become a Dickie at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm uh, Pat Jenkins. Uh, I engaged to Hannah Crowell, who will apparently be uh, interviewed and momentarily by Brad, who I'm sitting next to right now as well. Um, but yeah, no, we've been planning our wedding since uh, we, we got engaged in February. Um, so it's been a COVID planning. Nice. So it's been... It's been stressful because you didn't realize that the wedding was actually going to happen, um, but here we are, and uh, we're, we're, we're getting married, so nice. we got that going for us. Yeah. No, I know. It's almost showtime for you, so Brett and I, I know, I know I've got some stuff ready to go <laughs> ready to go here, but I know Brett and I, we both have some questions for you. Brett's already been through this, obviously. He's been married now. He's the expert. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more like in the field you know, right now, so to speak, right? So I think you and I are kind of in the same spot here, but showtime's coming up for you. We got some questions for you. Brad, why don't you start us off? Okay, I'd like to know, early on in engagements, you have engagement photos. And I know wife and I had photos taken in a blizzard. And I honestly was a little rough on engagement photos. I was like, aren't we gonna have a wedding? Like, isn't this like the photo time? So I'm just curious, in engagement photo planning, how much were you involved and how much did you enjoy actually being a part of them? Oh boy, guys, engagement photos. Um, so I had no say as opposed to where we were going. Uh, Hannah's like, we are going to go to the Genesee Valley Club, which actually is great because we got, I proposed to her there. So I was like, sweet. Nice. And then after she's like, we're going to go to High Falls. I was like, okay, cool. Um, it's going to probably be what, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, tops. Um, so midway through the the uh, the pictures, we're about thirty minutes in, and I'm like, okay, this this is great. We've been taking a lot of pictures, and also, the uh, the photographer made us basically make out the entire time. Every picture yeah, was awesome. like, oh, can you uh, can you just give her another smooch? Give her another smooch. Why don't you pick her up and give her a smooch? I'm like, how many how many smooches are we doing here? Like, I actually made out with Hannah that night more than I have in her relationship. So it was pretty. So that was cool. That um, on your side. Yeah. So, but then, yeah, we, we moved to High Falls after that, after the smooch fest. Um, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, so Jill, we got what, another 15, 20 minutes. Cause I'm starving at this point. Cause it was right after work. It's like four o'clock going into five o'clock. I'm like, Oh my God, we're getting into six yeah, o'clock here. Sunset, right? And she's like, Oh no, we're going to do another like half hour. And I'm like, Oh my God, half hour. I don't know if you got, I, mean, I don't know, Brad, I mean, you're sitting next to me. You've done this too, but two hours of pictures. I mean, my God. Is that, is that a thing? It could just be a photographer thing. And I'm not, hopefully she's not listening. Hopefully she's not a Dickie who's listening to this podcast, but, um, (laughs) it was so long and they they came out great, but I was like, this is taking up way too much time. It went into dinner too, which is a problem. So no, honestly, our photos did go on for probably about that time. And like I said, it was a blizzard. So that didn't bother, bother me as much as what should have been an hour and a half ride home. Took me three and a half hours all for this. And it's like, we could have rescheduled at any point. And wife was just like, no, let's do this, the photos today. Cause that's when we were scheduled for I was like, yeah, but we might die on the way home. She's like, it's worth it. Okay. Like, because we get our photos. So tell me, did you have to, 
I mean, it sounds like you had to quite a commute to these photos, but what, what was the deal there? What was the setting? All right, so here's what's happening. I lived in Olean, New York, and wife lived in Rochester, so we we're going to do photos in Buffalo where our photographer was from. And it was Saturday. It was gorgeous and sunny. We were doing them on Sunday, which was going to be a blizzard. And I was like, hey, can we just call her? Like, we're only going to be five minutes away from where she lives. I feel like she'll reschedule. And wife was like, no, it's going to be great. So driving from Rochester to Buffalo, you get a nice plowed road, the throughway, I-90 through New York. Driving from Buffalo back to Rochester, you get that road again. But I, again, was driving from Buffalo to Olean, which for anyone listening across the states and the world here, it means you're just driving south through a bunch of backwoods and down hills and stuff. And it was just white knuckle driving at like 12 miles per hour and the whole time just so stressed out. And like, yeah, the photos came out great, but I definitely came close to dying a few times. I'd say that's pretty confident for you to be saying the photos came out great, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Was it worth it? But anyways, so, um, okay, cool. So, Pat, you had a lot of smooches handed out when you were getting your uh, your engagement. One more thing, actually. Oh, man, please, please. With the engagement photo, so we're ending this, and I'm starving, a lot of smooches, which was great, whatever. But then she goes, okay, like it's the fall. Um, there's a lot of leaves around. Let's pick up the leaves and throw them in the air and try yes. to get a picture. And I'm like, what is that about? It was. It literally took us 15 minutes to get the perfect one where the leaves were flowing and my face and Hannah's face was like, we're smiling and hugging each other. And I'm like, oh, okay. All of these leaves, and I'm covered in leaves at this point. The leaves are wet, so we're kind of wet. So it just, and actually none of us even posted the photo after because they didn't really come out good. So it's like, All for they're, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a good thing to do, but it, it takes a lot of time, especially when you're you're getting kind of muddy while doing it as well. Oh, yeah, getting down and dirty, uh, especially <laughs> when when you're handing all those smooches doesn't sound ideal. I I, I have not done my uh, engagement photos yet, and I now know not to do it at a uh, opportunity for a snowstorm, mm-hmm. and I also know maybe do it after I eat. Would that be good? Uh, yeah. Maybe the summer. I feel like that's maybe good. the summer. Okay. Summer after lunch. Yeah. Summer after lunch with a full belly. Okay, you got it. Yeah. No. 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 No leaves. Okay. Perfect. So, I mean, guess. Okay. So after the after the engagement photos are done. Okay. Yeah. In my experience, which again I don't have any with that part, but after engagement photos, that's when you're starting to send out the stuff in the mail, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So now. Tell me, how much of that part did you handle and how much did uh, Hannah handle for you? Well, so Hannah wanted to basically handle all of it because there were certain photos that I liked more than she did. But ultimately, she was like, well, we're going to use this photo. She didn't She didn't <laughs> want to grab the leaves photo to put that out there to have, have and hang on everyone's fridge. Um, but no, I mean, we, we used a lot of these online websites where you're able to upload your photos. You can send it out, put the, put their address in there. And then you can, once you send all of them out, you can track them online. So it's super easy. So Hannah was kind of took that and ran with it, which was great. Um, so although the engagement photo session itself wasn't the most exciting, the tracking of the RCPs was pretty easy because Hannah took the reins on that one. So, but sending it out was good, but actually getting some of the RSVPs back was not as good because people they're kind of bad about doing that. And you'll, you'll realize it soon when you start to send it out and Brad, you're probably 
um, you've, you've been through this as well, where you send stuff out. You're like, wait, I'm a month away from my wedding. Who's coming here? Who's coming to my wedding? What's, what's going on? Here? Yeah, I've definitely been there, but I also want to say that you sent an evite recently to my phone and uh, this is Pat Marks. You haven't done anything, uh, but but you sent evites in my phone. I was like sick, and I responded to it like immediately. That and I was like, wait. dude, it's so nice. I was so like, this is easier. this is basically texting me. Are you gonna show up? And it's like text back Y for yes and N for no. I'm like yes, yeah, so easy. Great. Loved it. I loved it. So now I got a question for both of you, and I want a I want a high level answer here. And I'm gonna start with Marsh, and I simply want a scale of zero to ten. Zero being not involved at all. Ten being I'm doing it all myself. How involved are you in the wedding planning? Okay, yeah, no, that's You're a pretty early. Though. That's a tough so question. I'm a little early on in the process, but I will say with the stuff that we've gotten done, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give myself a solid six. Okay, that's great. I'm gonna ask your future wife later. Uh, Patrick M. Jenkins. What's your middle name, by the way? Michael. Was it? Are you? You swear to God? I swear to God. What a guess. Wait, dude, I, I didn't know. It's not out. even on. Dude, I swear to God, I just threw that out there. That's it's not even on your wedding oh invite. God. All right, Patrick. Like that's unbelievable. I don't even have Facebook. Anyway, so oh scale of zero to 10, you go ahead. You know, I'm going to go strong in this. I'm going to go a solid nine, actually, for wow. myself. Because you know what? I Well, so the thing that's helped is because I've been working from home. So oh Hannah, God. and Hannah doesn't like making phone calls to people. And so the big things, I've been, okay, uh, DJ, photographer, all that yes. stuff, just calling them, figuring it out. The small stuff, like the the centerpieces and that stuff, I don't even know where to go. So Hannah's <laughs> doing all that stuff. Um, we were actually in a wedding meeting, and someone goes, "So what do you guys think in terms of the the style of your wedding? Like, what do you what do you envision? Yeah. What's your vision? Have you I had that, that question? question? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it's a wedding. That's the vision, right? You're getting married. <laughs> yeah. And Hannah's like, well, we're thinking like, she's like, no, but what about colors? Like grays. And I'm like, I can't, I'm bowing out on this one. So that that's all Hannah. And I feel like Chelsea would be the same way for you, yeah, Marshall. Yeah. So basically that last one, Pat <laughs> leaves the colors and that's what she's got. Pretty nice. Well. No, I will say, I will say the aesthetic, that, that word comes up a lot. I've learned a lot about the meaning of that word. And now when they ask you the vision, Pat, they're asking if you want green, if you want greenery, a lot of flowers, or you want rustic, right? So, um... All of that stuff, I have no input, right? No input at all. But I will tell you that greenery is cheaper than flowers. So, nice. Yep. So, hey, um, real quick, because this show is called Don't Be a Dick, I think we can all agree that a lot of these vendors are dicks because as soon as the word wedding comes up, they do jack up their prices. Talking about prices, right? So, I mean, um, I have a couple questions with for you about like you know how people are being dicks. So. You already brought up how people don't respond to the invitations, mm-hmm. right? What is an appropriate time? Because obviously you kind of already let on, but a month before the wedding doesn't sound like an ample amount of time to let you know that they're coming. Yeah, but I mean, I might have been kind of a dick in that response, honestly. Because of COVID, we actually got our invites out late. Yeah. So in that regard, but I feel like for a normal wedding, I feel like what you're going through, I, I feel like six weeks to two months, they should be letting you know, hey, this work we're coming we're there. you know we're there um but i mean you're saying you have an issue with the vendors for the most part we've been pretty good in terms of the venue everybody's been really nice to work with um we're getting a food truck that's coming nice. it's actually not a food truck an ice cream truck is what, what? i should say wow. yeah we food? yeah you know ice and it was and, and i'm actually yeah. this is, this is going to be a pitch for netson's ice cream it's in a rondecoit 50 dollars to rent the truck so 
for all the listeners out there, uh, it's, it's next to our house. It's a steal. Yeah. It's solid. Um, no, okay, so cool. So now, after all this, so let's talk about the you know the important stuff, like the bachelor party, okay? Because okay? that is part of wedding planning, I think, mm-hmm. right? So I've I've been to a couple bachelor parties. I've you know whatever. So for your bachelor Brag. party, yeah, you know, I've two. I've got, I've got friends. What, that what, what, yeah, friends what, what, yeah, so I have so many friends. It just sucks. I can't invite them all. <laughs> Actually, real <laughs> quick, real quick, because you went to my bachelor party. Yeah. I would just like to note uh, for people that if I remember correctly from what I was told, because we've heard about my bachelor party, you were at the bars flirting with women, claiming to be a celebrity. <laughs> Which celebrity oh. did you convince the women of Austin, Texas you were? I don't know I don't know if I would call him a celebrity, but yeah, I pretended to be Brian Janta for about three days straight. Okay, and how many women in Austin, Texas knew who the heck Brian Gianta was? The beauty of that was <laughs> Brian Gianta could be anybody I want him to be. Yeah, there you go. Because nobody knew he who Brian He doesn't even Gianta. know who he is anymore. <laughs> nobody in Austin, Texas even knew what the NHL was. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you're I, telling me you pretended to be like a Dude, yes, I, mean, I that's, did. That's actually a tough look. I, I did. I did. But you know what? That's okay. I because uh, so when I googled him, the picture kind of looked like me at the time. Okay, so that was the thing. That's all that matters. Yeah, just don't look at the height. Just don't look at the height. Yep, and that's just Pat just said we're live on air. I am six foot five, everyone. I am six foot five. He just said six foot five. Okay, so um, anyway, so for the bachelor party. What are we thinking for that? Now, how much has your best man been involved and how much have you had to do, you know, that type of stuff? I would just like to add to this question, though, that I assume since I I think it's your brother that you were his best man first, right? So I'd just like to know more about how your engagement as his best man affected how you're judging his ability as your best man. And to Pat, go. Well, I mean, come on. I had to – his bachelor party was in Nashville, so the planning was so much harder on me. But, I mean, God, right. But no, he's been good. He, I mean, I think he saw what I did. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna have to duplicate that, and I'll yeah, be good to but, go. But not in Nashville. Wait, was yeah. that was that part of your plan though? When you threw his bachelor party, that you're like, whatever I do, I know he's gonna have to do for me later. Exactly. I mean, that's why I wrote him a big check for his wedding. I'm like, you're gonna nice. have to do the same thing, and maybe add a dollar or more <laughs> to that. Yeah, so right. exactly, right? You, you gotta add a zero. Yeah. But no, he's been great. Um, he's coordinated everything. The only issue we had was it's at Lake Placid. It's like a, what, four and a half hour drive. Yeah, yeah. So initially it was going to be two. Yeah. It's four and a half hours from Rochester. My, Rochester's Gross. far from everything. Um, but initially it was going to be two days and I, two nights. And I was like, you know what? Let's extend it to that third night because we're driving up there. People are going to come late Friday. So that was the one beef we had. And then we talked it through. He booked another day. We're good to go. And we're going to be golfing that Sunday. It's going to be, I mean, if you're going to end the day on golf, people are going to be drinking on the golf course. You don't want to be able to have to drive home five hours after you're drinking right. on the golf course. Right. So that's amazing. So I've got, I've got one more question and it's going to go to both of you and I'm going to give you a second to think about it. I'm going to give our listeners a second to think about it. So when you show up to a wedding, let's say you haven't purchased a gift off the registry, right? Which let's be honest, most of us haven't. Cause you look at it and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to buy plates. Like that's ridiculous. Right? So let's say you haven't shown up. Uh, and let's say you're part of a couple. And for those of you listening that are single, you know, go on our Instagram, tweet some of our other uh, dickies and see if you can find somebody, right? But here's the thing. You show up and you have, so you know you got to write a check. You know you got to write a check. It's 2021. There's a couple you're part of. What number should that check be for, right? What should the value be? 
And I want to. I'm not even gonna move the microphone until someone signal me who wants to go first. All right. I'm gonna go with 150. Um, I feel like the standard answer is 100, but you know. <laughs> and it also, I think it depends on who you're, who the who the person is. Like, what's right. your relationship with that person? I mean, if you barely know the person, why are you at the wedding anyway? <laughs> Good but, question. but Good so question. I, I think it was. I think it used to be 100, but I think we've graduated. I think it's 150 at this point. So you took a 50 percent jump from whatever year. It, like what year? I mean, let's talk like 2016 or something. There's a 50% jump. So, Marsh, how do you feel about the 150 mark? I love the 150 mark. And that's actually kind of my like, that's <laughs> so for me, I got a bunch of weddings I got to go to this summer, right? So, I'm kind of budgeting the, I'm budgeting the 150 for, for each wedding. Now, that's not to say that I'm going to, I'm going to fluctuate. I'm, I, that's not to say that I won't stray from that number, but I think that's a really good base number to start off with, right? Because, you know, if, if it comes time for the wedding and times are tough, yeah. who, who's going to knock me for giving 125? You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or if it's someone who's like, oh my God, like we love these people, right? We got to give them a little bit, a little something extra in that, in that card. You know what I'm saying? Now, sorry, I have a question really quickly because you brought up the registry. So if you buy something from the registry, is it a dick move to not give a money gift? Uh, no, if you buy something from the registry, that is your gift because you know it's a gift. So and you know sure, how you, well sure you said money that. gifts like no no you don't double dip unless you like really like this person or they like saved your cat's life or something. No, yeah. sorry sorry yeah. save your dog's life. life dog's yeah, life yeah yeah, yeah your dog cat you don't care it's like oh, why did you save that life we were trying to kill it okay right, but uh, but yeah anyway. But I will say, I mean, 150 is good as a couple, but that doesn't mean, I feel like 75 is a single person. That's also kind of tough. You got to go up to the 100 as a single, yeah, I feel like. And then as a couple, it's 150. Jesus, man, you're trying to make us all go broke. See, yeah. you guys both have weddings coming up. As a person who's got to attend like eight weddings this year, I'm thinking $30 per couple. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, to, but like, I think the, see, here's the thing is I've always done 100, but yeah, there hasn't been weddings for a couple years. And I do think we have to jump up. But I agree that like the 125 doesn't feel right. Like it feels like a 25. Tell me. There's nothing wrong with 100 either. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely not. There's not even, honestly, there's nothing wrong with 50. I I just don't think there's anything wrong with 50. No, no, there's something wrong with 50. 50's low for a couple. For a couple, 50's low. Okay, quick question, quick question. Pat, how would you feel if Marsh and C Train showed up and gave you $50 at the wedding? I will still love you guys. But if you give me 50, Uh, but hey, you know what? If you give me 50, just get something off the registry at that point. Because that's actually, I think that's the smart move. You get a grill cover for 40 bucks, you're good to go. See, that's Buffalo Bill's grill cover. See, there I we go. I don't like that. Because if I'm getting you the grill cover, I'm going to give you another something, something. Because that's cheap. But for me. That's the 50 bucks have, he's talking about. You don't have to do that. I'm not saying that maybe I would give the 50. I'm just opening the door for people not to feel bad if they can only give 50. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, all right, perfect. Well, hey, this has been informative from yeah. everyone Don't involved. Feel like a dick if you can only get fit. Stop yelling at the thing. All right, perfect. Well, hey, Pat Marsh, thanks for uh, telling us about your wedding, and for the rest of you, let's go with like 120, maybe 130. Let's go 130. Yeah, now, yeah. I, now I kind of feel like a dick for saying 150. No, dude, that makes you a good person. Yeah, make it a thousand. Let's add it to okay. Perfect. All right. Well, hey, uh, Pat, if you're willing, we hope to have you on again at some point. Absolutely, guys, and uh, hopefully uh, you you tune into the wedding. We're not doing live stream because of COVID, but uh, we'll it'll it'll still it'll still be a good time. Yeah. we'll have a live episode about it. Perfect. All right, thanks, man. All right, you just heard from the guys there, Marsh, 
Pat M. Jenkins, as we heard, and me, which I know is correct English because we had an English episode last week. So now we have the brides, two brides to be and one bride that was. We have wife, who's the bride that was, who you've heard before, C-Train, who you've heard before on our love episode, and a new member of the team, and that's Hannah Banana. Miss Banana, how are you today? I'm doing okay. Right I'm doing great. There we go. Just learning how to get into the microphone. So again, we're talking about wedding planning, and I've got some questions for all of us. First, I'm going to talk to Miss Banana, okay? Now, you've chosen to have a wedding day and then later on have the reception, right? That's correct, okay? You don't have to acknowledge that. That's fine. What I'm curious about is how difficult was it in planning to determine who could show up to the wedding and who could show up to the reception? Um, well, so uh, we chose to have a wedding ceremony before the wedding, um, and it was not for us at all. We have, um, very different families, my fiance and I, and his family is more on the religious side. So we decided that they would- They're Hasidic Jews? Um, no, they're not Jewish, but they are- Catholic. You're going to have to speak um, up. They are Catholic. So it. they um, would really prefer if we had um, gotten married in a church. So we knew going into it that we didn't want our wedding day to involve a church ceremony, but we thought that it was important. So we decided to have a church ceremony before to get it over and done with. Excellent. Good. Just rip that bandaid off. Next up, I'm going to ask C-Train a question. C-Train, you are excellent when it comes to design work. Right? I'm wondering how difficult is it to balance the fact that people expect you to do a lot of your own design for the wedding? That is a good question. Um, So we are not that deep into the wedding planning so far. We've done, you know, some of the bigger vendors, but we haven't gotten gotten down to all the small stuff. But there have been conversations so far. Um As far as, you know, centerpieces and doing signs that I I think I will have a lot of that on my plate. So we'll see as we get closer. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. She's stressed out, I can tell. And then wife, I just want to ask, in your opinion, because you've been married before, I've heard, uh, how involved, and this is on a scale of zero to 10, zero being not involved at all, 10 being doing the whole thing, how involved should the groom be? I would say about half. Um, That's a five. Yes, definitely a five at this point. Um, I I feel like in 2020, 2021 now, we definitely need to have like a half and half sort of thing. Like you definitely had a few things that you were in charge of. You were in charge of picking the DJ and then telling the DJ what you wanted, which you were really good about because you made it very personable. We had the whole Boston versus New York song for um, the, the Red Sox versus the Yankees, which was awesome and people still talk about today. And then you were also in charge of getting the limo. Um, which you ended up getting a trolley, which was pretty cool because that's what we used when we went to our senior ball, which we all, we just knew that that was awesome. So we did that for the, uh, wedding party, which was just different and awesome. Like you made it very personal. Um, whereas I was in charge of more like the flowers and, um, we picked the venue together and I don't know what else was I in charge of? I don't even know. (laughs) Uh, the photography, probably. I picked who we were going to have and like what pictures we wanted to have and stuff like that. So we definitely split it up a lot 50-50, which I think is important to do now 
because it's just difficult to do everything by yourself. Definitely. And I appreciate that answer. Thank you so much for telling me basically how wonderful I am. Is that what you guys all heard? Awesome. Now I want to ask our brides-to-be, I'm going to start with C-Train, how involved on a scale of zero to 10, zero being not at all, 10 being doing the whole thing himself, how involved is Marsh in planning this wedding? Well, like I said, we're pretty early on in the stages of actual planning, but for the the big vendors that we've done so far, he's been very involved we've decided them all together we'll need a number okay so i'd say right now maybe seven and a half wow down to the 10th place and hannah banana um so i am very into the wedding planning we're getting married in like 40 days um so i would say when we first got engaged i was like an 11 out of 10 and pat was like a like a negative Five out of ten, because um, I like found the venue, did my dress, all that kind of stuff. Um, but very quickly after that, Pat has far exceeded my wedding planning duties. Um, he's really taken everything over, which has been cool. Um, just because I've been really stressed at work, and he's really taken things over, so it's made things a lot better for me. Um, we have not communicated super well towards the end about certain things just because I I guess I didn't realize how much he's been doing. Um, But I would give him like an 11 out of 10 at this point. That's wonderful. He gave himself a nine, if you were wondering, uh, which is pretty great. I, yeah, I think so too. Now, my next question is going to go right back to Hannah, uh, Miss Banana. And that is that your soon-to-be husband is an identical twin so I'd like to know two things. One, what measures are in place to make sure you marry the right person? And two, what measures are in place to make sure that the guests congratulate the right person and not the presumed best man? Okay, so there's a, a very easy answer to this. So yes, he is an identical twin, um, but they're both balding. And one of them has decided to take the plunge and shave his head. Um, so I feel like I'm just going to kiss the one that has some of the hair left. Um, I am a little bit nervous for when we say our our vows and the, the priest says you may now kiss the bride. I feel like the brother, the twin brother, will swoop in and kiss Pat. I, I have that thought in my head. And the fact that I have that thought in my head means I feel like it could happen. And that will mean that those two, the brothers, are actually married at that point, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I that's can, perfect. I can see that. Okay, and you guys live in Utah, that's correct? Yeah. Oh, perfect, perfect, Utah, perfect. All right, C-Train, C-Train, you are up next. You take on a lot of stress in your life, okay? You stress out quite a bit. We all know this. This is not like a, oh, do you stress out? It's like you do. I'm just curious, in the wedding, if you could have one thing removed from your plate, be it the guest list, picking the food, picking the bridesmaids, what would you just love removed from your plate because it is just a stressful environment? That's definitely an easy one. I'd say the guest list because I think there have been the most stress uh, when we're figuring that out so far. I definitely stress very easily, but I think getting that off my plate, uh, I don't like to disappoint anyone. Definitely a people pleaser, so... (laughs) Wow, that was almost an identical answer to what I expected you to say there. So that is great. And now, wife, I've got a question for you. What question would you like to ask these two? What? 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that to you. That would be hilarious. You're not a professional podcast host, so you wouldn't be able to handle this. Uh, what I'm curious about, because these two are still a little bit away from their wedding, is going into it, what do you think the appropriate amount of speeches is at a wedding? I'll give the microphone some time to get over to you. No, I knew the answer. It would be two. Two speeches. Maid of honor, best man. That's it. Like, I feel like uh, at our wedding, we had my dad speak, and I was kind of like, eh, I didn't really want that, but he really wanted to speak, so it was okay. But it makes it way longer, and I was already conscious of how long these speeches were going to be, so I wanted everybody to be able to eat during that time and stuff instead of just sit there and listen to some very, very boring speech that might ha- or might not happen. So, you know, that's how it should go. Perfect. I really hope your dad doesn't listen to this. Uh, and if he does, I did not know she was going to answer that way. So that's great. That is totally on her. Please do not be mad at me. Uh, perfect. Now, uh, next up, and this is going to be one of our last questions here. And thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, here at WQAZ here in Orlando. Uh, anyway, what I'm wondering is... When a couple shows up to a wedding, and for our listeners, they've already heard your soon-to-be husband's answers to this, right? A couple shows up to a wedding. Let's say they have not purchased you anything off the registry. They're going to give you a cash gift, a donation to the future child fund, right? Should you have one there. What is an appropriate number for a couple to give written a check to you, to C-Train and Marsh, or to Hannah Banana and Mr. Banana, uh, what do we think? Now, I will ask uh, C-Train, you've been on the podcast more often. Would you like to answer first or second? Okay, so m- there was a head shake, meaning Miss Banana is going to answer. So again, a couple shows up to your wedding. They have not purchased you a gift on the registry. What check should they write? Um, To be honest, so we're getting married during covid So I just personally know that we've had a lot of friends go through changes. We have friends with kids. We have friends buying houses. So to be perfectly honest, oh, and we have had friends who have not been able to work during this time. So I just want people to be there. I hope that our guests know that like they would never have to bring anything. Um, We also have people who are giving us like the gift of time. Like some of our friends are helping out in so many other ways. So to be honest, a gift is just no pun intended. Icing. Okay, we're done with you. That's a disappointingly (laughs) polite answer. Uh, Not what we were looking for. That is incorrect. So thank you so much for what are you running for office soon or something? My goodness. No, that's enough of you. Um, Wife would like to answer first. So C-Train, you still have time. Yes, because I know that she'll probably want to be just as polite as Hannah. But I think that normally I would say uh, when we got married, it was definitely like $100 was normal. Um, But I think the price per plate is like, 80 to 100 dollars right now so i'd say maybe like 150 is more what you should be doing or at least 125 um chels what do you think i was gonna say i do agree with aunt hannah from the (laughs) (laughs) with hannah from the perspective of like the bride or having a wedding but being a guest at the wedding and in the other seat I agree with like the covering your plate. And for example, we went to 
a wedding last year and I think we did 175. Um, I don't know. I think per person and like plates nowadays, I don't know. It's hard to judge, but. Well, that's excellent and crazy, and I'm not giving you that at your wedding. Uh, just so you guys know, how does $30 and a Chick-fil-A coupon sound? Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, all right, so now I've got two questions left, and just for time purposes, I'm going to ask one of you each of them. So uh, C-Train, again, you've been on more often, so pick a number one through ten. Four. Four, so she will get the second question. So Miss Banana, you will be getting the first question, and that is simply – on your registry, I know you and Mr. Pat M., who we heard earlier, I have been living together for a bit. <gasps> Does this family know? I don't know. Anyway, uh, sorry there if they're listeners, big-time listeners. I know they are. So you have stuff in your house. Is the registry an opportunity to fill gaps of things that you don't have, or is it a chance to shoot your shot and replace the things you do have with some really nice stuff? What's your philosophy when it comes to that registry? Um, so my fiance and I have lived together for three years now. Um, we have a beautiful house that has a teeny basement and no attic. So we really, at this point are busting at the seams. So to be honest, in terms of registry, I would have preferred to not have one, but apparently that is tacky, um, according to my mother. So we have a registry. Um, so I am not really shooting my shot on my registry because I would prefer it to not be there. Um, what was the question? <laughs> you answered it. Thank you so much. Uh, that's really all I was looking for was your frustration. Uh, so basically, you wanted to register for a new house is what I'm hearing there, which is wonderful. We actually, can I say this? Yeah, So please. Pat wanted to register. So we have a big tree in our yard, and he actually wanted to have a, a tree removal registry if we're a modern couple. For our for our <laughs> listeners, that tree removal would cost about $5,000, so it's not too absurd to add that to the fund. And now lastly, uh, C-Train, your question, which is significantly harder, is uh, what is the proper velocity for a train leaving from Chicago to meet a train? Okay. Uh, no, it has to do with having your wedding be specific to you guys. All weddings have speeches. All weddings have cake. All weddings have trapeze artists. We know these sort of things. What I'm wondering is... How difficult is it to make the wedding different and unique to you? And are you struggling with that? And do you still want to marry Marsh? I do still want to marry him. Um, I think I'm looking to have like a zip line at the wedding. So like we're going to zip line in. Perfect. That's the goal. Um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I um, I think the the way that I would like to make it unique is more so through like the decor just because that's me I like design and whatnot but I definitely think we will need some some other aspects to make it a little more unique if you have any recommendations I do I do uh what I'm wondering is instead of a best man speech if Marsh and I could just host a podcast at your wedding through the entire thing wife we don't need your opinion okay 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 what if the gifts were don't be a dick swag no. right koozies and stuff okay 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 there's other options what if instead of a photo booth 
There's a tattoo artist no. there. Okay. Okay, next option. Instead of favors, everyone gets a puppy. No. Oh my god. Yeah, That's no, pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Now I found something there. All right, perfect. Now, I will open the floor. This is, of course, not rehearsed here, but is there anything else you'd like to say about the wedding planning process that you think our listeners should know? Miss Banana. Start saving now. Okay, so you're going to go broke, and your mother's going to make sure your registry happens. That's great. Miss Rompy. I think it causes a lot of... Uh, uncomfortable situations that you just have to have whether it's regarding guest list or you know just certain costs and finances but once you get past that stuff hopefully it's it's fun once you get there hopefully but those parts suck don't they and miss my wife i think that it can be fun and a lot of people say that it it won't be fun and it's hard but if you put like good effort into it and just have fun with it it's a very enjoyable time. Perfect. For all of you out there, please invite us to your wedding. We are happy to host a podcast with these ones and not Marsh and Pat, who you heard earlier. Like, don't even worry about that. We won't even talk to them. That's perfect. So thank you so much for teaching our fans about planning for a wedding. And we hope that all of your weddings actually happen. And that's not COVID-related. I mean, like, your husbands are flight flighty guys okay perfect so thank you so much for joining us we hope to have you again for some other expertise that you have whether it's teaching or design or coloring i don't know what you guys do in your free time but it's going to be great so thanks so much and then i'm going to pass it over to brad and marsh to close it out with the dick of the week thanks brad uh i just want to say that i learned a ton from that segment and i'm really glad that we did it um, I'm pretty sure that the other Dickies listening in on this probably just got a ton of value from that also. So I'm going to go ahead and think, you know, we don't want to provide too much value today. So I think I'm going to let you bring it to the Dick of the Week, unless you had anything to add. No, I think, uh, I think they said it all, which was wonderful. So I will bring us to the Dick of the Week uh, and hopefully not add too much value for one episode, like you're saying. Don't want to <laughs> overwhelm people here. And this Dick of the Week comes to us from Tuscany, Italy. It was a person, who will not be the Dick of the Week, but a person got six shots worth of COVID stabbed into her arm, right? That wow. sounds violent, like it was an attack, and maybe it was. It was a 23-year-old nurse in Tuscany, Italy, who injected a patient with six doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Now, just to be clear for everybody, typically the vials show up with multiple doses in it, which they dilute and separate into many uh, syringes to be put in. So this is just uh, wasn't properly separated, so she shoved the whole thing into this woman's arm. It's not like she put six syringes into this lady's arm. Just so uh, we're clear there. I do want to note real quick, she's 23 years old, so Gen Z. Just just saying. Like, Classic. Uh, didn't hear any millennials messing it up, but whatever. It's fine. You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> those you guys damn do. Gen Zers. Yeah, those damn Gen Zers. Uh, the, uh, the Italian Gen Zers, too. Ooh, yuck. Okay, my <laughs> goodness. But anyway, uh, so they kept the patient. Uh, under observation for 24 hours, they gave her fluids along with anti-inflammatory and fever medications, and she ended up with no side effects. There have also been cases in Israel and Germany of nearly identical things happening, again, without any side effects. Now, that being said, 
Uh, this nurse who messed up, you're the dick of the week. We're sorry. I'm sure her name is Isabella, you know, or something like that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but anyway, I'm starting to think though. There's no side effects of giving six at once. Why are we? Uh, why are we separating? Why aren't we dialing start... it up? Yeah, we have so many vaccines now because we've got a half a world of anti-vaxxers just being. Yeah, well, dicks of the week on a dicks of the pandemic, you know, well, we don't need those guys anymore. So, uh, well, that sounds like I want them dead. That's not what I meant. I just mean, we don't, <laughs> don't need them in society. Them, Go get your own. Um, anyway, but yeah, I think we should use the extra ones. Just start, forget the boosters later in the year. Just start stabbing people up. Let's just see how much we can get into one person's body and how immune they are. Cause these variants coming out of India and Brazil and the UK and stuff, they're crazy. They're crazy. So let's start. Yeah. Let's start pumping these vials full into people and seeing what happens, okay? That's how testing works for new vaccines, right? It, it should. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I bet, I bet there's a bunch of Gen Zers running the uh, the rollout plan too. Just a bunch of yeah, that's right. Nerds. They're like, oh, I don't know. I guess we'll put it uh, in your arm. I don't know. Hi, yeah. key. This is like the greatest vaccine ever. And you're like, shut <laughs> up, Gen Zers. Okay, yeah, totes, uh, totes, losers. But know. anyway, so she's the dick of the week. Thank goodness the woman is fine, and now she may or may not be on her way to a superhero origin story. We don't know. Let's okay, hope so. But we only find honestly this. We need a superhero man with the prominence of superhero movies in the last twenty years, or no? How long has Marvel really been doing? Last thirteen years or so. I am so ready for not like an Iron Man, which is like a super rich dude. I don't need Elon Musk having control of the world. He kind of scares me, but like in a fun way. <laughs> Um, but if Bezos was an evil villain, that would be, that would be great. I actually wrote this one time in a comic. It was called of Musk and men and it was Bezos versus, um, Elon Musk. Doesn't matter. It was a whole <laughs> thing. Uh, but I'm ready for someone to like get that Hulk style gamma radiation sort of thing. In reality, it just ends up killing people. Most of these things that turn into superheroes in the books, uh, comic books there, but I'm ready for the world to have a superhero. I think it's going to be really exciting oh yeah yeah i'm into it i'm looking forward to it too so yeah why don't you uh tell them where to find us and then tell them what we're gonna cover next week which uh we kind of told them we'd cover this week yeah so we're big fat liars because uh i know we're gonna cover some advertising quick question were you a fan of the paul giamatti movie big fat liar when we were younger uh is that the one where the guys like dyed blue yes yeah you know what i i enjoyed it i thought it was funny me too. I liked it as a kid. I, I, yeah, I remember, I remember laughing. I would not have guessed after watching that movie that Paul Giamatti was such a great actor, but <laughs> here we are all these yeah. years later. Proven mm-hmm. wrong. Proven yep. wrong. But uh, anyway, yeah, so, I mean, that, like I said, great movie. If not, check it out. Go ahead, whatever. But um, also check out, in the meantime, check us out on Google+, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher! Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Shoot us an email, podcastdbad at gmail.com. And like I said, we're going to be covering advertising next week. You won't want to miss it. We see advertisements. There's some sort of statistic, but I'm going to make one up. Um, advertisements, 75% of the day. Every 75% day. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, actually, I agree. It's down from 78 last year. So that's you know. nice. Good product. Well, the pandemic, you know. The pandemic, so, you know, definitely. working from home advertisements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. No more Google, on go ahead and Google again. that. And uh, yeah, I will uh, look forward to talking about that stuff next week, Brad. Awesome, unless we come up with another episode that we end up doing again. <laughs> so we'll it, see. It, we can bump it. <laughs> yep. Can. All, All right. right. Talk to you next week, buddy. See you, dude.